Welcome to Kirkliston Parish Church podcast on the first Sunday of the new year, the 7th of January 2024. My name is Marion Donald and I'm giving the message today. I hope you will be both challenged and blessed as you listen, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. The theme today is about reconnecting with God and particularly about his love for us and our love for him and for others. And to help us with our understanding, I've chosen two readings. The Old Testament reading comes from Psalm 139, verses 1 to 18, and the New Testament from 1 John, chapter 4, verses 7 to 21. Both readings are from the Message Translation. God, investigate my life. Get all the facts firsthand. I'm an open book to you. Even from a distance, you know what I'm thinking. You know when I leave and when I get back, I'm never out of your sight. You know everything I'm going to say before I start the first sentence. I look behind me and you're there, then up ahead and you're there too. Your reassuring presence, coming and going. It's too wonderful, I can't take it all in. Is there any place I can go to avoid your spirit, to be out of your sight? If I climb to the sky, you're there. If I go underground, you're there. If I flew on morning's wings to the far western horizon, you'd find me in a minute. You're already there waiting. Then I said to myself, oh, he even sees me in the dark. At night, I'm immersed in the light. It's a fact. Darkness isn't dark to you. Day and night, darkness and light, they're all the same to you. Oh, yes. You shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. Your thoughts, how rare, how beautiful. God, I'll never comprehend them. I couldn't even begin to count them any more than I could count the sand of the sea. Oh, let me rise in the morning and live always with you. And from the New Testament, from First John. The title of this section is God is Love. My beloved friends, Let us continue to love each other, since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God, because God is love. So you can't know him if you don't love. This is how God showed his love for us. God sent his only son into the world so we might live through him. This is the kind of love we are talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage we've done to our relationship with God. My dear, dear friends, if God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. No one has seen God ever, but if we love one another, God dwells deeply within us. And his love becomes complete in us. Perfect love. This is how we know we're living steadily and deeply in him and he in us. 
He's given us life from his life, from his very own spirit. Also, we've seen for ourselves and continue to state openly that the Father sent his Son as Saviour of the world. Everyone who confesses that Jesus is God's Son participates continuously in an intimate relationship with God. We know it so well. We've embraced it heart and soul, this love that comes from God. God is love. When we take up permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. This way, love has the run of the house, becomes at home and mature in us so that we're free of worry on Judgment Day. Our standing in the world is identical with Christ's. There's no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear. Since fear is crippling, a fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment, is one not yet fully formed in love. We, though, are going to love. Love and be loved. First we were loved, now we love. He loved us first. If anyone boasts, I love God, and goes right on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it, he's a liar. If he won't love the person he can see, how can he love the God he can't see? The command we have from Christ is blunt. Loving God includes loving people. You've got to love both. Well, here we are in another year. Christmas well and truly past. Decorations back in the loft or, if you're me, waiting for a taller relative to come and do it for me. Isn't it interesting that the build up to Christmas seems to go on forever with some folk having their tree and decorations up in November, never mind the shops and garden centres that have theirs in September. Yet I was in a car journey on the 1st of January and I noticed hardly any trees still displayed in houses. In fact, actually my neighbour across the road had his down on Boxing Day. So much preparation and frantic busyness, yet it's gone in a flash. You know, I can't help but wonder if the coming of the Christ child into the world is treated in the same way by many folk. Perhaps this is because people focus on the nice Christmas story, just about a baby, even a special baby. But for them, the significance stops there. We sing the carol, Love Came Down at Christmas. But how many folk realise it's talking about God's love for all the people in the world? In John's letter, which our theme is taken from today, love is the hinge on which it hangs and turns. The word's used 13 times in verses 7 to 12 and 43 times in the entire epistle. The fact is that God's love has been there since the beginning of creation. It's active and effective, leading to Jesus' birth, life, death and resurrection. Yet, do you notice how little is made of Easter in comparison to Christmas. You see, the birth of Jesus is just the beginning of the story. It's how God shows the depth of his love for us by coming to live among us to experience all the trials and tribulations that humans may experience. Jesus began life in poverty and immediately became a refugee, fleeing to another country. He grew up as a carpenter's son, probably learning the trade. Yet he was no ordinary child. He amazed adults in the temple at age 12 with his wisdom and knowledge. 
He went on to become a leader who was derided, persecuted, betrayed by a friend and eventually executed, even though completely innocent. The baby grew up. Yet I wonder if many folk pack the baby away with the decorations, giving no place to him in their lives till next Christmas. Last Sunday, my minister read a poem which reflected this and I realised as I heard it that it fitted with what I was preparing for this week. I asked if he minded if I borrowed it and he kindly emailed it to me the same day. It's called, He's Grown, That Baby. He's grown, that baby. Not that most people have noticed. He still looks the same, lying there on the straw with animals and shepherds looking on. He's safe there, locked in that moment where time meets eternity. Reality, of course, is different. He grew up, astonished people with his insight, disturbed them with ideas that stretched them into new maturity. Some found him much too difficult to cope with, nailed him down to fit their narrow minds. We are more subtle. Keep him helpless. Refuse to let him be the man he is. Adore him as a Christmas baby, eternally unable to grow up until we set him free. By all means, let us pause there at the stable and marvel at the miracle of birth. But we'll never get to know God with us until we learn to find him at the inn. A fellow guest who shares the joy and sorrow the host who is the life we celebrate. He's grown, that baby. Have you noticed that as soon as the new year arrives, we are bombarded with adverts encouraging us to be healthier, to eat better and exercise more, etc. But do we ever stop to check out our spiritual health or is that something that we take for granted? John in his letter reminds us clearly that we need to work at our relationship with Jesus and that love is the foundation of that relationship. God's essential nature is love. God is love. And that was demonstrated by sending his son into the world to bring us back into relationship with him and that we might live through him. You know, today's world is very much dominated by the media in so many forms and we're all influenced by it in some way but so much of it can be negative and even downright harmful. Recently, I had to have a tooth removed. It had become infectious and if left, that infection could have spread to make me quite ill. Tooth decay needs rooting out. In many ways these days, we suffer from truth decay, false news, lies and semi-truth, and it too needs rooting out. The virtual world is never silent Yet often those who speak out the truth are subjected to something called a cancel culture. In John's day, there was a cohort of false preachers who wanted to cancel him and his teachings about Jesus. To progress spiritually and to grow spiritually, we need to be careful about the voices we listen to and the sources we trust. That means sometimes... Shutting our ears to the noise of those who seek to deconstruct Jesus as being less than God or less than man. Because Jesus was fully human and fully divine. The word became flesh and gave himself for us in love. It's easy to become distracted by busyness or time spent on phones or computers or iPads. I wonder, do we need to carve out more devotional time? 
reading our Bibles and maybe devotional publications? Do we need more prayer time? Most of all, do we need to demonstrate more love in our relationships with others? Even those who we might think don't deserve it, because let's face it, we didn't deserve that love either. However, our Old Testament reading from Psalm 139 reminds us that God knew us and loved us from the very beginning, and still does. When we can accept how loved we are, it's an easy step to loving God. Through our relationship with Jesus, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit, who enables us to love in a way that actually our natural selves might find difficult. And in verse 16 of today's passage, John reminds us of the words of Jesus. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. We also need to learn to love ourselves. Scripture tells us to love our neighbour as we love ourselves, but that can't be good if we don't love ourselves in the first place. There may be many reasons why we don't. Perhaps we grew up with critical parents or others telling us we'd never amount to much or were bullied by cruel people in our childhood or even in our adult lives. Today's young folk suffer a great deal of abuse through social media. Again, the lies I referred to earlier, and that affects their self-esteem, sometimes with tragic consequences. It is so important to learn to love ourselves. There can be a culture of fear surrounding folk, but perfect love casts out fear. When we come to the realisation of how much God loves us, perfectly and unconditionally, just the way we are, with all our messes and differences, then we have a starting point to accept and return his love and pour it out to others as the Spirit enables us. It's easy to love others when they love you. Let me finish with the end of chapter 4 of today's reading. If anyone boasts, I love God, and goes right on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it, he is a liar. If he won't love the person he can see, how can he love the God he can't see? The command we have from Christ is blunt. Loving God involves loving people. You've got to love both. Let me say a short prayer. Holy Spirit, you make all things new. At the beginning of another new year, help us to set aside any worries or baggage we may have been carrying, to release our heavy loads and find rest in your presence. Whether in joy or in sadness, we breathe in your pursuing, restoring love towards each one of us right now. Bring healing and renewal and help us as we seek to reconnect and recommit to Jesus and the life he wants us to lead. May our lives be a witness to your power and love as the love of God fills us and flows out to others. In Jesus' name. Amen. And finally, a blessing. As you step out into another new week and a new year, may you be blessed with a new hope and a new purpose. May you experience the unconditional love of God in your life and community. And the knowledge, his presence with you, Always. Amen.